Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group. And in this next episode, we will be sharing. We're going to be sharing what it takes to build high-performance teams. I mean, it's just amazing how uh, my personal journey has taken me on such a, you know, the amount of conversations I'm having, whether they are at conferences where I'm getting paid a significant amount of money to share my views and thoughts on building high-performance teams or whether it's day-to-day in the inner walls of our business here at Business Benchmark Group, for which I am also part of the team that's committed to being a high-performance team, you know, and or with every client that uh, walks through our doors here and trusts us to be a, I guess, a, uh, a reference to honesty and and transparency and the importance of other people's time and the leverage in building high performance team teams when it comes to other people's time so you know Peter Drucker said it best that efficiency is doing the right things right effectiveness is doing the right things I also uh, reference that uh, you know success is getting there excellence is continuing to stay there so when it comes to high performance teams it's not a case of oh let's do the high five and the, and and the wriggle let's uh let, let's do something that ensures that we keep on doing it every week how do we get into a place called constant improvement how do we ensure that the total team and the teamwork is consistently we're consistently focused on everyone can and will do what they need to do so that everyone on the team can achieve more and how do we ensure that what we say and what we do is constantly the barometer of the values otherwise known as congruency or integrity that is the values that we abide by and run by in terms of being a high performance team you know there is so much said and written and and ultimately uh, are reflected upon that you know you can buy people's arms and legs but you cannot buy their heart and mind so when you think about heart mind arms and legs what is the most crucial factor when it comes to building a high performance team is it sheer brute force or is it the ability to allow people to think and share and consume what is the idea and how I contribute to it there is such a distinction just in that alone you know Jack Walsh says you know for a long time we were paying for their arms and legs until I realized that their hearts and minds were for free we didn't make money you know that's 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 our friend Jack Welsh the greatest CEO of the century in the last century in the USA sharing that so to build a high performance team is not just go and get the strongest and the fittest it's about also having the mental toughness to continuously raise the bar focus on standards Focus on standards. Don't worry about goals. What is the standard that you are striving for and moving us towards? So there's so much sharing, so much sharing in this next, you know, in this next uh, episode of our podcast. And I really look forward to some of your feedback. You know, many of us are listening to this and sharing your views in a, in a very private sort of way. Feel free to be the, be the front runner that starts the conversation. Let's start a conversation regarding high performance teams. 
you know, perturbation, the things that get in the way, the things that get in the way of breakthroughs. You know, there's a bit of sharing around all that, as there are a very, very advanced conversation around negative and positive pressure and how both of them are so important in terms of how we're moving things forward, as long as you recognize the cost of positive pressure, as is the cost of negative pressure. I'm Stefan Kazakas, Business Benchmark Group. Enjoy. Thank you so much. Um, I guess Peter Drucker, one of the, uh, I guess the icons for teams and building teams, has a quote and he says, efficiency is doing the right things right and effectiveness is doing the right things. And uh, for those of you that are in our, uh, I guess in our community officially as clients and as business owners and business leaders, business managers that are continuously pushing to a higher level, you understand the relationship between efficiency and effectiveness and nothing else matters. So that's what Peter Drucker says. Jim, um, Jack Welsh, who is also an icon in the space of uh, team development and, and business growth and ultimately uh, you know, the, the power of people, and, and today's topic is definitely around the power of people, he says, the team with the best players wins. Very simple quotes, but some of the icons of the world in terms of people, teams, and the effectiveness and efficiencies of growing something. But I'm here to ask a question, you know, growing a team versus a high performance team. What is the difference? What do you think is the difference? So what I'm doing right now is a bit of a warm up. It's called a brain stretch. It goes for about five to 10 minutes and I'm gonna stay on cue on theme with ultimately the topic of the month and, and it comes to an end every M500 on the fourth Wednesday of every month in our organization. And the theme today um, has been how to build a high performance team versus building a team. What do you guys believe is the distinct difference for you? So I want you to take a mental note of that. What do you believe is the difference? Because as a leader, as a manager, as someone that is moving a posse, moving a resource center forward, you're gonna make a decision. Whether you wanna be liked or you wanna be respected. See, as business owners, business leaders, business managers at the highest level who have a significant influence on decisions that need to be made, you better be making the right decisions about the right things. Thereafter is ensure you're impassing upon your team members, your resources, how we measure and how we stay accountable with urgency as to doing the right things right. If you wanna be nice, then I strongly recommend that business is not for you. If you want to be, I guess, um, you know, soft or challenged or, or um, I guess, you know, not being able to say the truth, then I would suggest business is not for you. What you ultimately need to understand, there is a distinct difference between building a high performance team versus just building a team, right? So one has short-term regret and one has long-term regret. One has short-term pain and the other one has long-term pain. It depends on which way you made a mental note of your distinct difference between building a team and ultimately building a high performance team that you will answer which one has the short term pain. Short term pain is building a high performance team, which means you've got to stay true to what it is that you believe and ultimately reach out to get information, education. I was on the radio last night. Anyone hear the ABC last night, National? Anybody? Yep, cool, so there's a handful of you. So 
The conversation around Australia last night, around small businesses, how do we keep on growing? How do we keep on dealing with the, the, the I guess, the impact of a global market, an in, a, a global platform? How do we take care of our local towns? How do we take care of people who still want to pay us by cheque? And every one of those questions has an answer, for which at some point, some business leader needs to have made a decision, a stance, and stay true to it. There is no such thing as a problem that can't be solved. There is no such thing as, as a peak that can't be reached and exceeded. Does that make sense? So it needs conviction. It needs purpose. It needs grit. It needs a lot of education and a lot of training. And let's just say it's okay to fail. Let's just say even high-performance teams score less points and goals every Saturday afternoon than they were expected to. Does that make sense? So it's okay to fail as long as when you get back on the training park, when you get back into your meetings and you start deciphering what happened versus what should have happened, you stay true to the core of where you're driving your business to. You stay true to the core of people in your organisation can be promotable or they can be deselected. You never need to fire anyone again. Does that make sense? The difference between growing a team and growing a high performance team is the standard. It's the standard you keep on pushing and, and, and hustling and, and moving in a forward direction. It's not for the faint-hearted. Otherwise, just build a team and go home every Friday night and realise, holy moly, I need to get back there on Monday and do it again. There's no passion in just building a team. There is a thing called building a winning team, which ultimately means a winning, a winning business, delivering a winning customer service to a very defined ideal target market that needs to be served better and better and better every time. Why? Because if you keep on doing things great consistently, that's the new standard. <laughs> so it has an inverse pressure which you're going to be okay with. So what I want to share with you guys as part of the brain stretch this morning before Mark has so much more to share with his journey and his story of building teams, what does it take to build a high-performing team. So 16 cylinders of high-performers. 16 cylinders. Well, arms and legs equal three cylinders each. Arms and legs. By just turning up, that's six cylinders, right? If you're a part of a team, if you're a contributor, if you have value on the mind for every hour you participate in, if you are doing whatever it takes to move your opportunity forward, move your contribution forward, then just by turning up, we're sort of there. But six out of 16, you realise, is not enough. Does that make sense? And this is the biggest trap for many of us who think, let's go and build a team. Well, okay, what sort of team? So the sort of team you want to be building is a team that has heart and mind. And there's a distinct difference here because these two are five cylinders each. These two, the heart and mind, it comes from the spirit. It comes from the fire in the belly. See, the number one thing why people belong to people's team the number one thing why people belong to a high-performing team or wish to belong to a high-performing team because it's got to do with something going somewhere. They want to belong to something that's going somewhere. They want that stirring aspect of fire in the belly to be something that motivates them on a Monday morning, doesn't zap them, doesn't have Monday-itis turning up, doesn't have you know, the unbeatable, the unchallengeable, the unconquerable going on. Right? The heart and mind. So give me purpose, help me share that and make it contagious with a group of uh, decent human beings and I'll show you an organisation or a posse or a team or a business that's going somewhere. 
And that's the difference that many of us go into hiring, recruiting and keeping, dare me say, which is ultimately criminal, people that have just got arms and legs. And Jack Welsh says it nice. For a long time I realised we paid for their arms and legs and until I realised their heart and mind came for free, I had no idea. Once I started walking the floor and meeting and greeting every one of them and finding out what was important to them and how they can ensure that what was important for me was also met, I started realising that this was the power of building a great team at every single level. 16 cylinders of high performers. You cannot, <laughs> you cannot ignore the fact. Now, if you're a business owner, a business manager, a business leader that only has arms and legs, you only have six cylinders in the game, then in fairness, what sort of team of high performers do you feel you're going to grow? If you're not consistently putting a high performance challenge out there, which needs heart and mind and belief and an ability to be challenged turning up, what sort of team will you be growing? This is not for the faint-hearted. Business is not easy. It doesn't have to be hard, but it's not for the faint-hearted. Does everyone understand? You need to understand that mediocrity hangs out here, championships hang out up here. Right, this is above the line, this is below the line. You just can't be turning up. You've got to be turning up and be valuable. You've got to be a contributor. You've got to do whatever it takes. Your little bit that you represent in your team, on your team, for the forward momentum of a championship result cannot be just arms and legs, cannot. So as business owners, business leaders, business managers, those of you that confirm what are the right things that we need to be working on, you better be clear about the outcomes that you're pushing for. You better be clear about the data you need to be reviewing every single week that confirms you either are or you are not. Simple. In the 1970s, a, a, a man in, uh, in Belgium came up with a concept called perturbation and uh, he, he won a Nobel Prize for it. I think it was 1977. His name was Ilya Progegene, something like that, and he won it in the space of chemistry. But I'm not going to talk about chemistry today because that doesn't really float my boat. I'm going to talk about business and pressure and the pressure of building high performance teams so that you could be a benchmark business. So we didn't call our business the business benchmark group with, uh, by, by fluking it or realising that was the only uh, domain available on GoDaddy, right? We chose it for a reason. Because to be benchmark means you've got to be brave, you've got to be courageous, you've got to be pushing through, you've got to be a hustler. You've got to be understanding in your mind and on the front face you are number two in the market. You keep the fact that you're number one a secret. Does that make sense? Because only by continuing to be a hunter do you ensure there's positive pressure in your game. So Ilya, back in the 1970s, and I think the concept goes uh, a lot further than that, and, it, and I'm going to play it out in terms of business and how it plays out. It's one of the most, it's an important, um, I guess, concept to understand. And, and for every one of us, right, we have this thing going on. We have this thing going on every single day, this thing going on, right, this thing going on. Now, basically, what these things are underneath this, this particular line here are things called pressure. Every other day there's pressure, there's pressure, there's pressure, and it's all on you, right? So whoever you are, whatever, whatever role you play in your business, the pressure is on you. So this is the concept of perturbation, for which pressure is constantly coming in. And strictly speaking, where do you go if you've got a team and pressure's coming in? Where do you go? Where would you go? Where would be a great idea to go if pressure's coming into you? And let's just say your wife's over it or your husband's over it you can't go to them anymore. So where do you go if you've got pressure coming in in business? Where would you go? You go to your team, fair to say? 
Because if you're not sharing it with them and you think you're the martyr that must do it all, you're in trouble full stop. So the pressure's coming in for whatever that is, right? So this is you. And ultimately the pressure's coming in, pressure's coming in. And at some point something just gives. You pop. And the emotion of the popping, which is energy in motion, and this is what Ilya spoke about, but he spoke about uh, when you put water on a stove and when it boils, it sort of gets to a point of boiling point and then, the, and then there's a pop and then there's simmering and, and at that point you have a choice to take the, uh, the pan or whatever it is, the boiling um, pot off the stove or you stay on it and push through. At that point, Mark, it'd be fair to say you put the, uh, the pasta in and let it boil, right? Bingo. So pressure and what Ilya spoke about in the concept of, in the space of chemistry, I'm talking about in the space of business now, every other day there's pressure coming in. Who puts pressure on? Who puts pressure on? We do. We put pressure on. Why do we put pressure on? I mean, if you're into cruise and in, you're into mediocrity and you're into pina coladas on Wednesdays and not Fridays, and let's just say some of you should be drinking stiff drinks with no ice on Fridays, not drinks with flowers on it, in it. So who puts the pressure on? Is it the economy? Is it the, uh, is, is it the market? Is it our customers? Who puts pressure on to us as business owners? Who puts it on? We do. So you have a choice now. There are two types of pressure. There's negative pressure and positive pressure. Negative pressure ha happens when you have no dreams, no goals, no destination. Negative pressure happens when you have no plan. Negative pressure ha happens when you have a need. I need to fix this. I need to get this sorted. I need to move away from the crap that I've been okay with for a long time. And what we see with many of our clients, particularly clients that are not investing in team, not investing in alignment, not investing in sharing of a purpose and outcomes, and then every other week being very, 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 I guess, you know, pedantic about the one, two, three, four non-negotiable questions to confirm did we or did we not? And if we didn't, what can we do differently this week? So that's the aspect of a negative pressure, it's need. The positive pressure is when you now as a team are deciding on where are we going, who are the best players in the market, what can we do to achieve something that represents that, what do we have as a confirmed roadmap, what are we doing every other day, every other hour, every other month, every other quarter, every other year. Because remember, when you're in a bit of a dip, guys, you make a decision. Is that the lowest point of a dip or do you continue digging and get deeper into a dip? The choice is always yours, right? But the whole concept of pressure coming in, you have negative or positive pressure choices. I'm here to share. I'm here to share that if you stay true to a plan that's doable, if you stay true to a plan that is called a high performance challenge, in other words, it's a little bit more than what you've done before, and you bring a posse of one, two, three, four people, 40 people, 100 people, 200 people. Some of you in this room are hiring 300 people. They're on your team, they're on your books. You are confirming their payroll every single week, every single month, you're doing it. So some of you have broken through some of this stuff. So you're just gonna be okay with building a team. And let me just say this, it's never about you. It's about the business. So the positive pressure coming in, eventually, as you pop and energy emotion happens, that is when you have a breakthrough. A breakthrough occurs. You are breaking through a challenge. So to break through with a challenge, four things must happen before it happens. You must break with, 
Break with old habits, break with old paradigms, break with old beliefs. You've got to break apart what didn't work, what isn't working, what can we do about it, how do we move forward? These are the questions, right? They're only questions. No such thing as brilliant answers, only things called brilliant questions, and you must be okay with them. So you've got to break with, you've got to break apart, you've got to break down what actually just happened and what can we do about it differently next time. If it's working, how do we put more velocity into it? Speed, speed to market, speed to a system being sorted. If it's not working, what can we do about it? Let's just, let's just modify that one, two or three times. Ultimately, if it's continuously not working, you can't be in delusion, you've got to wipe it out, right? So you're either upgrading or you're eliminating some of the stuff, some of the strategies, some of the things that you do. So you've got to break with, you've got to break apart, you've got to break down and you've got to break with. They're the four things that must happen before you actually can confirm change. So if you want to build a high performing team, you cannot stay still. Does that make sense? Now, that for some of us would freak us out. The fact that, oh man, are we nearly there yet? But remember guys, you're not the four year old kid on the back of the ute heading to, you know, Dubbo at some point in, in, over your school holidays. It's not about, hey, you've just left the driveway and are we there yet? This is business, it's life, it's our adult life, it has no ending. If you are challenged, if you are challenged with owning, leading, managing a business that has a, uh, a never-ending situation, then it's probably best you get out. Is that cool? If you're going to be building a high-performance team, you're going to be okay as leaders to understand where are our opportunities and how we're making the most of those by taking care of the day-to-day -day and letting other people on your team take care of those while you as leaders are going and growing opportunities. The distinct difference between managers and leaders, managers get the most out of our resources, leaders go and grow resources, grow opportunity. So I just want to use that as a bit of a brain stretch this morning. You know, the theory of perturbation, good old Ilya, he had a, uh, a different concept in mind. He won a Nobel Prize for it. I'm here to say that perturbation is an awesome concept from the point of view that every other day, if you're not putting positive pressure and ultimately getting breakthroughs, you're going to stay still. You cannot get to the end of the day, look in the mirror and say, why haven't we moved? Why haven't we changed? Why, aren't we, why isn't anything different turning up? Right? You've got to be putting positive pressure. Ultimately, sometimes the market forces, things that we can't control, are bringing positive pressure to us as well. You've got to be able to slow things down to understand what's working, what's not working, and what are we doing about it. The game of business, the game of business in today's world, not even Australia. If you're just thinking Australia right now, guys, you're going to have to put some positive pressure into the game. The barriers are breaking down every other day. There are concepts and businesses and, and people that are just doing things that would just blow your mind. And I'm here to say that they had nothing when they started to. They were just convinced of building something. Some of you in this room are doing some amazing things. Some of you in this room need to think about doing amazing things. And get yourselves out of working in a job and get yourselves into building a business by growing a high performance team. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazagas from Business Benchmark Group and I really, really, really hope you enjoyed that particular, actually I know you enjoyed that particular podcast. So I'm really looking forward to some of your, uh, your feedback and, and do it now while it's hot.
you know, do it now. Send us send us a uh, a message. Let us know that we're on the right track with what we're sharing here. And, and and most importantly, there is a distinct difference between managers and leaders. Managers get the most out of their resources, out of their people. They get the most out of it. They they lead people down the track or up the track of uh, a better level, a better standard every other day. Leaders grow people. They grow resources. They they invest in better ways and ultimately make it easy for the managers to get the most out of the resources. There is a distinct difference. A high-performance team needs high-performance discipline. High-performance discipline means occasionally that, you know, you just got to allow for a failure to occur. Not a monumental failure, but a failure to occur. More importantly, a learning to have a great opportunity. We look forward to starting a new Board of Directors 12 program this week as we're also just about to embark on our next M500 in the next 24 hours. So from us to you, where every small business owner has an amazing opportunity to grow big business success. It's all your plan and all your actions and all your ability to be on song every other day that makes the difference. I'm Stefan Kazakas, Business Benchmark Group, where every small business owner can achieve big business success. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.